Hi, Blake. Um, this is my wife, Katie. Uh, we are, well, we've been living in Hearst, Texas, for the last 10 years. Um, I'm an arborist, and I have a tree service. And my wife is a stay-at-home mom. And, uh, and there's so, so much to that. Uh, she works a lot harder than I do. Um, I come in at 5 o'clock, and I kick my shoes off, and I just totally check out. And her day continues on, uh, her work day <laughs> continues on until 10 or 11 o'clock at night. So, um, anyways, we have four children, um, Micah, Rose, and then Lauren and Kaylin, our two youngest, are sitting over here. So, for, for us, um, I would say, is there anything you want to add to that? Okay. Um, for us, our, our lives kind of ended when we both, we didn't know each other, we're from different parts of the country, but when our, our lives kind of ended um, in the early 2000s when we left our homes in, in the U.S. and we moved to Haiti. And when we arrived in Haiti, our lives sort of began again. Um, that's where we met each other. We were working for separate Christian organizations, and we, we met each other, had dated very short period of time and then got married um, and then uh, adopted two children and just, just like that just instant family and, and I was on a whole nother or both on a whole nother course in life then we came we came back to the US um, in 2008 and just kind of settled in here and got on with life we wanted to do ministry we wanted to go back into missions but nothing really happened um, we did the best we could with what we had um, and that was it so um get to give you now sort of how we, we've arrived at this point, which is now, now God has called us to South Dakota to work with the Lakota people, um, more commonly known as the Sioux. That's how, how you guys would probably know them. But uh, they're a large tribe um, as far as Native American tribes go, and um, they're spread out all over the Dakotas, Montana, a little bit in Minnesota, and even up into Canada and Nebraska. So that's, that's kind of their homeland. Um, and totally wasn't on our radar. Nothing was really on our radar uh, two years ago. And then I, I had a weird dream. Um, I had this dream that Katie and I were walking together in, in a cemetery. And it was dark, and it was sort of a, a desolate place. It was sad um, and a little bit scary. But, but we walking around the cemetery, we started to relax and, and feel peace about where we were at. And I turned to Katie and I said, um, yeah, it's really not so bad here so long as we have each other. And then I woke up. And then I hit my knees and I just said, oh, Lord, that means something. What does that mean? And I just felt the Lord say in that moment, say, that cemetery is ministry. And so I just assumed right then and there, okay, God is going to call us into, into ministry. And, and, and that cemetery is like a metaphor for ministry, Charles is like. Uh, <laughs> ministry is great. And if you feel like God is calling you to it, do not be afraid. Uh, so so that, 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 that cemetery is like a metaphor for ministry because ministry can be tough. Um, and that, that was it. That's all I, I thought. So we waited. And another year rolled by and nothing happened. I finally, I just felt an urge one day to reach out to Charles. And um, and ask about Mission Alive. So we got together and we had a great time with Charles, visiting with Charles and Todd Vogt at Mission Alive. And I shared shared with them, um, you know, our, our life story. And in the sharing, we shared one, what we thought was 
kind of an, a small, insignificant detail, which was Katie is 20% Lakota, and roughly thereabouts, and her mother is a member of the Standing Rock Sioux Tribe in North Dakota. So that's, that's part of her, her story. Well, Charles, or Todd, I think it was Todd said, well, would you guys ever consider moving? And we said, yeah, we'd consider moving. He said, what about working with Native Americans? So we thought, nope, never thought about that. So we started to seek God and ask God um, that, that question. What about, what about Native Americans? Um, and it became quick, very quickly it became apparent that there's, there's a great spiritual need there. Um, talking just about the Lakota, the Lakota are not unlike a lot of tribes. There's just tons of poverty, high infant mortality rate, a lot of drug use, alcoholism, uh, high unemployment. Um, it's just, that's Native Americans in this country. So, um, so we, were, we were thinking Native Americans, um, I, I began to talk to her family. I'm, I'm, I'm past five minutes, aren't I? I don't care. Okay. Um, anyways, but, but Katie's brother is a very charismatic guy. He said, would it, would it help you if, if God sent a prophet to, to tell you what, what his will is? And I said, well, yeah, that helped. And he said, well, you should pray for that. And I said, Okay. I will. Then, like two months later, this would be the fall of last year. Three people that we didn't know mm-hmm. just showed up in our living room, and uh, they were the they were the prophets, and and they just laid it all out. They qualified themselves by telling us stuff about our lives and about our children and stuff like that that they shouldn't know. They wouldn't know. And then they told us about our future. And at one point, um, one of the men said. I see you guys on a reservation. And I could just sat there like... We looked at each other like, how did he know that? Yeah, <laughs> you don't. Yeah, and he said, and you know I don't know you. I said, yes. So we thought, well, we're reservation then. It is Native Americans, but where? And we didn't know where to go. We didn't know where to start. And so one night I just, I had another dream that we were sitting at the headwaters of a little creek, a spring-fed creek that flowed off into a, a huge, mighty river. And we were just enjoying the evening, looking out over this, this, this big river. And it gets weird, but we were talking about weird stuff, so I'm, gonna, I'm just going to let this big cat, like a mountain lion, comes up and, to like attack us. And a giant bird comes out of nowhere and just slams right into the cat. The cat runs off. And then I woke up, and, and clear as crystal, I felt the Lord say, Missouri River Basin. And I, I got online, I googled Indian tribes of the Missouri River Basin, and that is where the, I'd say the majority of Native American reservations are, large reservations, uh, large tribes, is right there in the basin. That would be Nebraska, the Dakotas, eastern Montana, Minnesota, that's the basin. So we planned a trip. We went um, to Minnesota, dropped our kids off with Katie's family, went on to um, South Dakota, made contacts all throughout uh, South Dakota, in Montana, Saskatchewan, Manitoba, and, and, and that was going to be our, our trip in January of this year. And the one place we had to stop where we didn't have any contacts was the Pine Ridge Reservation in, uh, in South Dakota. It's the home of the Ogallala uh, Lakota tribe. So um, we stopped there, had no business being there, uh, didn't know what to do. 
I went to the grocery store. There's nothing to do. I mean, the grocery store, that's really it. It's, it's a sad, sad place. Um, we did run into a missionary couple that had been there for 20 years, and we had a wonderful conversation with them. And um, they, they prayed over us and, and really encouraged us, and they said, hey, on your way out, you should stop at Wounded Knee. We said, okay, we will. I'd heard of Wounded Knee, but I didn't know much about Wounded Knee. Wounded Knee is... Um, Anyways, we, we just got in the car and we drove, we drove out um, north out of the reservation towards Rapid City, South Dakota, and, and stopped at Wounded Knee, and we get there at Wounded Knee. Well, Wounded Knee is um, it's a cemetery. That's what it is. In, in 1890, the U.S. Army massacred um, a couple hundred Lakota and then dug a, dug a hole and pushed the bodies in, and that was, that was it. And um, they had a chain-link fence around the mass grave, and then... Uh, Lakota had been buried there around there. There were grave sites around, around that mass grave throughout the years so, since. Uh, and it was a dark place. It was a sad place. It was desolate. That's the Dakotas in January. Um, just desolate. And, um, and we just stood there and we just kind of took it all in. We walked around for a bit and... and um, and just slowly but surely just started to feel peace and, and just everything kind of came around full circle we realized the cemetery this is not this is not some metaphor for ministry this is this is an actual place and so we had many other places to go on our trip but we really just wanted to be there in western South Dakota in Pine Ridge um, and in the cities and towns and stuff like that where the Lakota have dispersed and kind of lived so that's how we got to this point. Um, I'm very, I'm, I'm typically I'm a pretty one-dimensional guy. Um, just often, the only thing going on up here is I'm, I'm just thinking about finding food, and um, and that's that's really I'm not. I wouldn't say I'm a very spiritual guy, but but God, I think God is saying to me, just get over it. You know, there's there's so much more out there to this to this spiritual life, and, and, and showing me that through this whole journey. So. Um, anything what, you, add? what do you hope to do among the Yeah, you're mostly white. Mostly white, what right? Does that mean? What does that mean? That means um, we we want to it really have in, in, intently focus on on making disciples. I think the plan is as it's as it's developing is to find that those those few people. I think we can make a lot of a lot of contacts. Um, a lot of people that I, I would say will be, be more than acquaintances, but, but be friends. But, but I think I think we'll only find a few that really will really accept us and um, and and become really close with us. And those those few we really want to pour ourselves into and and make those people into disciples of Jesus Christ. People that will go anywhere and do anything that God calls them to do. And then to help those people and to give those people the training, the leverage, and the encouragement to, to then go out and develop their own networks of people and make those people into disciples and, um, and so on and so forth. So, so sort of this replicating sort of, sort of thing. So that's, that's the plan as, as it develops. So. Um, somebody who wants to pray for Katie Blake, uh, come up while I say what I forgot to say earlier. And that is that... Um, storyline is like a 
Yes, a holding base of sorts. Uh, Storyline is receiving funds for the Birchfields from financial partners that they recruit, from supporting churches. Uh, in in the in between, as you guys set up uh, a nonprofit in South Dakota, and I'll, I'll just while we're at it, um, if you want to pitch in to that uh, on our website through our giving portal or whatever, there's a little category that says Birchfields, and um, if if your heart's been touched and the Spirit is giving you grace of generosity, and you want to pitch in to the work that they're doing and preparing to do. Uh, aiming to leave next May, next June, right? So, uh, yes, yes. So you're, they're kind of in a prep and training period right now um, with Mission Alive. Uh, you know, I want to invite you to respond to God in that way if He's calling you to uh, to pitch in. So, uh, Patrick, I'll pray. You want to pray? Girls, y'all want to come up? Yes, sir. Yeah. Let's pray. Dear God, I thank you for um, just the way that you bring us together as communities, um, the way that you bring us um, into your service, into your kingdom, and um, so many times um, we don't know all the answers, but you just you provide ways for us to serve and to um, give back and to just um, love other people. I thank you for the Birchfields. I have not met them before this morning, but I feel a connection to um, what they are going to do in um, in Pine Ridge. Um, I know that. I just I kept. Uh, I keep getting the image of um, water that um, those people, um, they were in the news a lot the last couple of years because their water supply was threatened. And um, I just, I keep thinking about um, that, but I also, I think think about you um, sending the Birchfields to offer living water to this community and... Mm -hmm. um, I just, I, I know that they will, um, I can just tell that they have a heart for you and a heart for these people, a heart for that area of the country. Um, it's a beautiful area and beautiful people and um, beautiful stories to tell there and that they will share your story and give your living water. So just um, be with them, be with us as we surround them and be with Mission Alive as they um, work with them to give them the tools necessary to um, just live and work in this new community and to glorify you while doing it. Uh, thank you so much for your son. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.